Hello, everybody. What's going on? Welcome to uh, Connecting the Dots. This is Joseph Brownlee again. How you all doing today? I hope you all having a graceful, peaceful evening, night, morning, whatever time it is in your area. Well, this is uh, back to Bible study. This is back to Connecting the Dots. And uh, I, I don't know if you uh, you listened to my last podcast. If you did, that is fantastic. If you didn't, you can always just go to the link and I'll be shooting out some links um, for different people that's interested in listening to. I want you to remember one thing. And if you forget anything, don't forget, please don't forget this. To the believers. This is for believers. This is this is for the saints that says they're saved. Okay. This is for the ones that say. You have to ask yourself. Now, a person might come to you, and you might tell them that you are a Christian, right? And uh, many people have their own take on Christian and what they learn about uh, being a Christian in church and different things like that. You know, they, they might have that type of take on that. But if they ask you, are you, when you tell them that you are saved, they might say, oh, that's good. But what are you going to tell them if they just ask you, how did you get saved? Or how do you know you are saved? Not so much as what is saved, because like I said, uh, if I didn't mention it, I'm going to say it now, they have their own concept of being saved and their own concept about salvation. So you have to ask yourself, you know, what are you going to tell them? How do you get, how did you get saved? And what verses will you be able to take them to to show them in the scriptures this is the way to get saved. Okay, saints, do you know that? Do we know that? It's very important. And not only that, do you know why did you get saved? Do you know where you, what you were saved from? Let me say it again. How to be saved and what you were saved from is very important when you're talking to a person that's hungry, whether they're hungry for the word of God or salvation or whether they're agnostic. They're in between. It might be a few atheists that just want to debate you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about agnostic, the ones that's in between. In other words, they're on the fence about salvation. They, they want to know how did you get saved or how could you prove that you saved and what verses it go to. Well, that's not the subject today, but the subject is rightly dividing. This is still about connecting the dots. I've got this series going. This is about the fourth installment, and I'm just keeping them short. It's so much that I can teach, and there's so much I have to say, but I'm just reading out of a book now that's called The Bible, The Big Picture. And uh, my future teaching is not going to be out of books, believe me. You know, I just got this because it's just so good and just have a very basic concept. And I'm going to be offering this book also, you know, to certain ones that's interested in getting this book. But not only that, I could just send you to Amazon and tell you what authors you look for and what the book is. But I'm not here to promote this book. I'm here to promote Jesus. I'm here to promote salvation. I'm here to promote how to connect the dots. I'm here to promote rightly dividing the word of God. So, as I begin today, I just have to throw that out there because salvation is very important. I'm going to have some teachers on salvation. I also are open to feedbacks on questions about salvation. And then you guys can question me and you can show me verses about salvation. And we're going to get into the word. And this will prove if you saved or not. And I'm not trying to do no trick questions or trying to put you on the spot. But you need to know about salvation. You need to know are you saved? And how do you guys say so you could be fruits and you can be helped to others that seeking salvation? Not just telling them anything. Okay? So, this is from John and Lori Verstigen. And I'm going to, I'm reading rightly, dividing the word of truth. Now, one of the other concepts, I talked about it earlier, but this is another concept about rightly dividing the word of truth. is salvation. Now, I'm going to read, and I'm quoting John and Lori Verstigen. Remember, I'm quoting. This is not my words. I'm quoting from a book. And it reads, And no other area is rightly divided more important than it is in understanding how to be saved from hell. Now, let me read that again. I like to repeat. I like to do repetitions because it's very important that uh, the people that's listening uh, understand this. And no other area is rightly dividing God's word more important than it is in understanding how to be saved. I was just talking about early, earlier. How do you know you're saved? 
It's easy to say, I'm saved, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, blah, 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 blah. Do you understand those things going together? Do you understand what really happened at the cross? Do you understand that? That's what these teachings is all about. Like you said, as I teach others, I teach myself as I get taught by the Holy Spirit. So that's very important. What is salvation? Okay, let me keep reading. Okay. Justified before the Holy God. Okay. To be saved from hell and stand completely forgiven and justified before the holy before a holy God. From cover to cover in the Bible, the Bible teaches that salvation is by faith in God's word. Now I hope you understand that. Salvation is by faith. Romans breaks that down a lot. You got Romans going all the way up to the about. Romans 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7 talks about faith. It doesn't talk about what you need to do, like a lot of people teaching all your works. But I'm not here to knock other teachers. I'm here to just show you God's word. Okay, so let me read this again. The Bible teaches that salvation is by faith in God's word. For without faith, it is impossible to please him. Who is him? God. Hebrews 11 and 6. And faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God, you have to hear the word of God. You got to understand, you got to be taught the right way to be saved in the word of God. Go to Romans 10 and 17. Now, look, remember I said earlier, make sure I don't I don't expect you to remember to go through these scriptures or, or turn in books. This is not this type of teaching. But I would love for you to just write them down or just come back to the podcast and remember these scriptures I'm quoting now, okay? All right. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10 and 17. Saving faith is always a positive response to God's revealed word. Let me read that again. Saving faith is always a positive response to God's revealed word. However, God's revealed word has not always been the same in every age. So it is imperative that you know what his word is to you. Okay. God's revealed word has not always been the same in every age. So it is imperative that you know what his word is is to you. Listen to that. Let that ponder. It's very important that you know what God's word is for you. Who is you? Everybody in the world, Gentiles and Jews. See, in a time past, Israel had a plan. It was only for Israel. There was a nation that's called priests to go out to the Gentiles. Today, it's the body of Christ. Remember I said earlier, God has a two Plans. He have a two plan. He have a twofold plan to both Israel and Gentiles, or to the Church of Israel and the Church of the Body of Christ. Because there's more than one church in the Bible. That's another teaching, and it's delicious. But I'm just trying to keep it basic. There's more than one church in the Bible. You have a two churches. Okay. You have the Church of the Kingdom of Heaven. That was taught by Jesus, earthly ministry, and his 12 apostles. Peter's on down. Peter on down, excuse me. Called the kingdom of heaven. That teaches when Jesus was on earth was the kingdom of heaven. If you don't believe that, just read the four gospels. They taught the kingdom of heaven. You will see passages that says the kingdom of God. But God is just showing he's the possessor of heaven and earth. He's a, he's, a, he's a leader and a possessor of both the kingdom of heaven and the body of Christ. But when the disciples, when Jesus came to his earthly ministry, he taught his 12 disciples and the other disciples to go preach the kingdom of heaven. Heaven is coming down on earth where they're going to dwell. Okay, then you have the body of Christ that's taught through the apostle Paul. See, I know you probably never heard this, but that's another program. When it came to the Apostle Paul, Paul wrote the books of Romans through Philemon. 13 epistles. Epistles mean letters. He wrote 13 epistles. Romans through Philemon. So you must understand that the teachings of Jesus' earthly ministry. It's all Jesus. But Jesus' earthly ministry and his 12 apostles taught the kingdom of heaven gospel. The Apostle Paul with Jesus when he was after the cross in his heavenly places, Jesus Christ revealed to Paul to teach the gospel of the grace of God. And if you don't know, we're under grace today. We're not under the law. We're under grace. Okay. All right. I can, I can do a lot of teaching on that, but I just got to keep time for time constraints. So just want to just read something else. There was a time past. Now, there was a time past, we, uh, time past when it was that teaching was doing. I'm going to read what uh, this book says about time past. You can find this in Ephesians 2.11. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. Reading and quoting. The shed blood of Christ is the payment for the sins of all men of all ages. 
No one at any age could ever be saved except by the shed blood of Christ. You can only be saved by the shed blood of Christ. However, in time past, prior to the cross, people did not know this. God had not yet revealed it. So their faith had to be placed in God's revealed word to them at that time. When it was God, when it was, God looked ahead to the cross in order to, in order to forgive their sins. You find it in Romans 3 and 25. Romans 3 and 25. But according to Hebrews 11, I call this the faith chapter. Many others call it the faith chapter. Chapter. By faith, Abel offered a sacrifice. Noah prepared an ark. Abraham and his hand, excuse me, Abraham left his land and offered up Isaac and Moses forsook Egypt. Okay? All by faith. To Israel, God gave his law. To Israel, remember? To Israel. Not the world. Not the Gentiles. Gentiles mean nations. When I mention Gentiles, I'm going to do some teaching on that. And I promise I will. Gentiles just mean nations. Plural. Israel is a nation. Gentiles mean nations. Anybody that's not a Jew, they are a Gentile. Okay? Okay, God gave his law clearly to Israel. Israelites cannot have had true faith in God and at the same time refused to offer the sacrifice commanded in the law. The sacrifices did not save them, but they were the evidence of their faith in God's revealed word to them. In time passed, then faith was manifested by works. Okay, I'm going to end that there. This is the beginning to understanding the Bible and God's plan. What I'm going to be teaching and revealing, not only through this book, through my commentary as well, God's time past plan. So we're going to be teaching on time past. Everything that Israel done was by works. It was not by God's grace. It's always been under God's grace, but God had a have a different program for different teachers, for different ministers and prophets he used in the Bible. All 66 of the Bible, especially the Old Testament, God had different ways of dealing with people. So, but his grace has always been grace. So, time passed is mostly dealing with the works. Even before works came, even before the law came, God was not charging no one with sin. Say, what? Really? No, he was not. That's another story. But I'm getting ahead of myself, so I digress. Remember, time passed was for Israel. It was only for Jews, about 90 to 95%, I'm not saying I'm 100%, it was about Israel, the plans for Israel and their kingdom on earth. So what I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be going further and teaching about time past, and I'm going to do a little short thing about the but now, because Ephesians talks about time past, but now, and then you got ages to come. Prophecy, mystery, and prophecy. Now, mystery is going to be for the body of Christ, and that's another deep teaching that a lot of people that's probably hearing this have never heard of, but it's always been in your Bible, especially the King James version. I like to call it the King James. So, keep 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 in touch with me far as that. If you have any questions, give me some feedback so I can continue this teaching on connecting the dots, writing, dividing the Word of God. And then I'm going to get into the short but now, then I'm going to get into the meat of the teachings of time past, but now, ages to come. These are three different phases that God is working with. It's really in your Bible. This is nothing strange of a cult. This is straight out Bible teaching. I have been taught the right way now. I thank God for my teachers that taught me different type of ministry that showed me. Les Feldick, uh, Robert Breaker, uh, Trey Searcy, Ron Knight. It's a lot of brothers in there that know that word and they taught me how to write and divide God's word and it just opened me up. Because why? Because I was hungry. I was hungry for his word. I was hungry for the truth. And I had a passion to find out the truth. I got tired of all the phoniness and the fakeness and the false teaching that I know is really false now because I have learned the truth. And I'm not lifting up myself to make myself better. I'm lifting up Jesus because he revealed it through me, through the Apostle Paul. You know, what Jesus taught through the Apostle Paul in his 13 letters. So, uh... Get back on the next uh, the next podcast where I will be teaching, uh, going into but now, then I'll be breaking down the fall of Lucifer and all that stuff through this book, outstanding great book that I will be also giving out, giving out later on. If anybody interested, or I'll just give you uh, just a link so you can get the book for yourself. But it's good teaching. God bless you all. Thank you for another day. If you're hungry for the word of God, not just the word of God, but real truth, check out by Connecting the Dots. Podcast. This is Joseph Brownlee, Brother Skitch. I love you all. Grace and peace out. Nobody know that Skitch name, but 
my family and certain uh, friends. <laughs> so God bless you all. Love you all. Peace and grace out. God bless you. Bye-bye. morning everyone or good afternoon or evening it depends what type of what what's the time in your city in your town or your country may god's grace and peace be with you all welcome back to connecting the dots joseph brownie's podcast of uh teaching on how to rightly divide the word of god this is called connecting the dots and teaching you how to rightly divide the word of god okay i've been pondering today and uh and I always have a lot of emphasis on salvation. Reason being because, you know, according according to 2 Timothy 2 and 8, what is the will of God? First of all, what is the will of God for the church today? What is the will of God for the people today? And according to that scripture, the will of God is for all men to be saved and then come into the knowledge of the truth. Let me repeat that. What is God's will for today? I'm not talking about a time past. I'm talking about God's dispensation, no will today. Dispensation of will today, excuse me. It's 2 Timothy 2 and 8, which reads that God's will is to have all men to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. Check out this scripture, 2 Timothy 2 and 8. God's will is for all men to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. So we know what God's will is for today. Now, people will have uh, their thoughts and they have their different concepts of what is the will of God. I'm not talking about permissive will or anything like that. You know, God gives you a free will to do certain things, but the most important thing is for you to be obedient to his word today. The most important thing for God is, number one, is to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. Point blank. Because without salvation, I don't care how much you read the Bible. It doesn't matter how much you even try to study the Bible. You will never get that fruit. You will never get that quickening that that made it like spirit brace because your spirit man is dead and it had to be resurrected. It had to be baptized into Christ to get an understanding of God's word so you can know his will. You will never know that his true will. You will read scriptures from the past, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You will read back in the Old Testament and up, up to time past in Genesis, and you will just grab different things saying, what is the will of God? See, not saying those will, the things of the will of God back in the past wasn't legit or wasn't true. All of that's the truth. The whole word of God is true. That's why I put a lot of emphasis on right, rightly dividing the word of God. Rightly dividing truth from truth. But the way people got saved and, and what they have to do to be saved is not the same way in this age, of this, this dispensational age. Uh, that's kind of hard to explain until you get it taught to you, until you just start going to scriptures and you start understanding what that means. We have to understand God dealt with different people different ways through eternity, through the 66 books of the Bible, 39 in the old, 27 in the new. Now, I will probably take a few from the old because I was explaining Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. It's also Old Testament, but I digress. That's another, that's another story. But 39 in the old and 27 in the new. The Bible is a transitional Bible. Meaning is, it changes. God never changes. So let's, let me repeat that. God never changes. But the way he worked with men, he, he changed it for the different ways he worked with men and his prophets. See, God is foreknown. He always, he always know the future. He always know the past. He always know the present. So nothing is shocking to God. He just let things play out. So, when God works with man, he already knows what man is going to do. Therefore, by him know what man is already going to do in their rebellion, he already had a plan to work with them a certain way. And at the same time, he have not changed his ways because he had that plan to work with them anyway. That was his that was his way of working with man. If you if you can understand that. Okay. Salvation. 
And I know I'm teaching from a book from called the Bible, a big picture, and I'm gonna get into this, get into that. But I just wanted to uh, make, uh, I think it was very important for me to say this. I don't know who's listening to this podcast. It might be 10, 20, it might be 100, it might be one that's listening. But I want you to understand for you, order for you to get the, the true fruit and the true understanding in your walk in Christ is you have to be saved. Let me say it again. You have to be saved. Salvation is the most important thing in the beginning of the walk with Christ. Without salvation, there's there's no there's no reason for you reading the Bible. There's no reason you're trying to go to church. You have to be saved. You don't have to know how to get saved. You have to know what scriptures to read to get saved. And I explained it in my last podcast. And I, I'm spending a little time on this because anybody that's coming to this podcast or any other podcast. Uh, and other teachers might not put emphasis on that, but I believe it's very important that the person be saved. It's very important that the person be saved before you go any further to try to get deep, get deep into God's word. Because let me put it, let me let me put it this way: if you're going to a club or you're going to some type some type of building that's have an XX code, okay, uh, stay with me. Have an access code. You have to have a certain code and a certain number to get in that building. You have to be a member to get in that building. You just can't walk up in there and just just start learning everything and just start taking up and sucking up the benefits. No, it don't work like that. You get kicked out or you get blocked off. Okay? You need to be a member to enter there. You just can't get in freely and learn everything and get the benefits of something free. No, you have to sacrifice that code to get in to open up the doors for you to become a member of that club. Okay. That's just an explanation of uh, an example I'm giving you about salvation. I try to give examples. I'm not the best speaker. I'm not the best eloquent speaker, but I try to give a basic uh, a basic teaching of what I'm trying to bring for my listeners, whoever's listening. So that's it. That's the same thing with salvation. You must be saved. Then after you are saved, you must come into the knowledge of the truth. How do you come into the knowledge of the truth? By studying the word of God and rightly divided, being not ashamed. According to 2 Timothy 2 and 15, being saved, coming to the knowledge of truth. 2 Timothy 2 and 8, study to show yourself approved, not being ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2 15. That's the key. Salvation is the key. So if you listen to this podcast, please Put in your heart. First, understand that you are you are a sinner. You, your sins have been dealt with on the cross. And people say, "Wait a minute, you got to be saved first. No, your sins have your sins have been have been forgiven on the cross. Jesus took care of the sin part. Now it's up to you to get the salvation part. Because He took care of your sins, doesn't give you a free ticket to heaven. You have to believe in His death, burial, and resurrection of what He done for you on the cross. See. You have to believe that not before the cross. You don't get saved by Christ's earthly ministry. And I know the things I'm saying is surprising to a lot of hearers. A lot of them probably won't even listen anymore. But I will have scriptures. If you want teachers on there, we can, you can message me in my message box. Send a message. What you need to know. What you want to understand. And we can go from there. But you got to have scriptures to back up what you believe in. You know, because I'm going to have mine, baby. I'm going to have mine. Okay, back to what I'm saying. Salvation is the key of the knowledge of God. First of all, salvation is the key of the knowledge of God. Not your own knowledge, not your opinion, not your own theology of what the Bible or you think the Bible is saying. That's, that don't mean nothing. The word of God comes within you through the Holy Spirit when you're baptized into Christ. I'm not talking about baptized in water. I'm talking about baptism in Christ. Because the church today don't have to get baptized in water. That was only for Israel. Another story. I know I keep doing it, but people say, what? Yeah, really? Another story. But you being baptized in Christ opens up the knowledge of the teachings of God's word. Okay? So that's something to ponder upon. You have to understand. See, another thing I want to bring up. Jesus have two ministries. And I know I, I said in the last podcast, his two ministries. Okay? His ministry, he has an earthly ministry 
for Israel, Jews. Then he has a heavenly ministry for the body of Christ. Okay? Two different type of gospels. Now it's about four gospels in the Bible. It is. You got the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. You got the gospel of the grace of God. Those are the main two that people struggle with because they don't know one from the other. They try to put them together. You got the everlasting gospel, which was preached by angels in the last days in the tribulation period. And you got the glorious gospel. So it's more it's more than one gospel in the Bible. Now, which gospel do you get saved under is the important thing. Which gospel that saves you today? They're all they all cannot save you. They all are not the same. Those are different gospels for different ages, for different dispensations. Okay? That's why I put em emphasis on which gospel that saves today. Which gospel will save you? Which gospel will save you from the wrath of God? Not so you, your sins. Your sins are dealt with, but save you from God's tribulation and the wrath of God going through his wrath when the when seven-year tribulation happens in the ages to come. Which gospel saves you today. So I want you to understand that you must be saved. And the only way to be saved, I'm going to say it again, 1 Corinthians 15, 3 to 4. I'd rather you read, rather you read 1 to 4. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 to 4, but start at the first verse. That's the gospel of salvation talking to the Apostle Paul. Please read that. That's what's going to get you saved today. You can come with John 3, 16. You can come with Romans 10, 9 and 10. Those message and verses will not save you today. John 3.16 was basically for Israel. They have to believe that Jesus is in their king for them to be saved. They have to be. They have to believe that he was the king. He was their Messiah. Okay, I'm going to teach you on that. You know, if you want something on that, well, I, I can teach you on that. So I know a lot of people go through John 3.16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is true. That was the way to get saved. Then, for Israel. But it's not the way to be saved today. The only way to get saved today is through Paul's gospel, the mystery gospel, the secret gospel, which I will explain and deeper down the line in another teaching. The gospel of salvation is the gospel of the grace of God. The gospel of the grace of God and the gospel of the kingdom of heaven are two different gospels. You must understand which gospel that saves, which gospel message that saves you today. And it's not the kingdom of heaven. It's the kingdom, it's the gospel, excuse me, of the grace of God, which is taught by the Apostle Paul, which Jesus, the heavenly ministry he gave to the Apostle Paul. Okay, I will do some teaching on this so I can, you can get an understanding there, because that's why you have so much confusion. That's why you have so many denominations, because Jesus never wanted to be a lot of denominations. He never wanted it to be so many churches out there. First of all, we are the church. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. Second of all, the church just means assembly. So the church is used a, a few times in the Bible. We are the church. We are the assembly. But you also understand what church. You have the church of the wilderness in the Old Testament. You have the kingdom of heaven church. And you have the church, which is the body of Christ. You must understand that the last two I have, the, the, uh, the first two I have mentioned is not the church that we're in today. We're in the body of Christ. We are the assembly of God's body. I mean, of Jesus, which he is God. You know, so I, I can go back to that as Jesus, God's body. And Jesus is the head of the body. So I just want to get that out there. Please accept Jesus' death, burial, resurrection in your life. Go to 1 Corinthians 3 or 4. You don't have to have no fancy prayers. Just believe it. You have to believe it. You just can't say it. You have to believe it in your heart that Christ died and that was he was buried and he rose again for your sins. Okay? You must believe that. That's the way of salvation of what Jesus done on the cross. Not who he was being being a king and a messiah for Israel. It's what he done after the cross. It's where the fruit comes in and what a salvation of today for the body of Christ today. 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. Keep saying that because please read that scripture if you have a Bible to be saved. Believe in your heart that Jesus died and he was buried, but the big key and the big way of salvation, his resurrection, because without his resurrection, there will be no salvation. 
remember that. Without his resurrection, there would be no salvation for nobody. So the resurrection, resurrection, excuse me, I have a hard time pronouncing that one because my pronunciation is not good. The resurrection is the most important thing in, in salvation, the body of Christ today. Okay. With that said, I'm going back to the book that I was reading called The Bible, The Big Picture by John and Lori Verstigen. And I'm reading certain uh, passages in this book about the whole Bible. This is a very good book. Like I said, it's a decent book. If you want one, I can I can, I can send one. It might take a while to get you to you, but I can also send it to Amazon and you can get it for yourself. But if you get it for me, I send I send one to you. It might take a while, but I send a couple of them out. Not for everybody, but uh, the ones that's hungry want to understand the word of God. And if you are saved, if you're a believer, it's not going to help you. You can still get it. I can't stop you from getting it. It's a good thing, book to get, but without salvation, it won't open up your spirit because the spirit needs to be quickened. Your spirit needs to be renewed according to a, a, the book of Ephesians, okay? So, we talked about but now. And I read the book now, you know, and I said, uh, you know, I, I'm going to read again what I've done with the last podcast and I'm going to go to ages to come. And I'm quoting what uh, John and Lori wrote in this book. It says, today, though God's word tells us that we are not under the law, but under grace. Romans 6 and 14. Write these scriptures down if you can. God has revealed to us who lived after the cross. Remember that. After the cross. That's a very important because you have before the cross, the kingdom of heaven. They had to believe Jesus was their king. They had to believe that Jesus was their Messiah. After the cross, you know, we just believe that Jesus died and was buried and rose again. Those are two differences of the salvation. They had to be saved. And they had conditional things they had to do to be saved in time past, which is Israel and the proselytes. I'll explain what a proselyte is in another time. But they had the only way they could be saved and believe in Jesus is the Messiah. They have to repent. Repent means change your mind. It doesn't mean repent of your sins. I know that's, we all believe that I grew up believing that. He said repent of your sins. Repent in the Bible, if you read Repent, and you look up the definition of repent in a, uh, in a dictionary, a real good dictionary. Repent only means changing your mind. God repented. Does that mean God repented of his sins? No, God was sinless. So have you repented of his sins? No, it just meant God changed his mind. It means you decided to go in another direction. You change your mind. That's what repent means. Okay, remember that. It's mostly uh, used in the King James Bible. Repent means change your mind. So Israel had to change their mind of what the things they was doing. Not change, not, not change, stop sinning. Because no one on earth can stop sinning. If you could stop sinning and repent and stop sinning, Jesus died for nothing. There was no sense of him dying there to take care of your sins. He took care of all your sins on the cross because he knew we couldn't stop sinning. So he was the sin sacrifice for us, the final lamb, the final sacrifice for us. So he took care of all that. So repent, remember, repent means change your mind. Looking up in a dictionary, change your mind, not stop sinning because you can never stop sinning, okay? We know that. We live life every day and still sin. That's why Christ took out all our sins, past, present, and future. Okay, another teaching, okay? Okay, uh, God has revealed to us who live after the cross that Christ has done all the work necessary to save us. He shed his blood as the full payment for all our sins. And he died and rose again. That's the powerful part. That's the most important part of salvation. He rose again as proof that God has accepted payment, accepted our payment, according to Romans 3, 21 and 28, and Romans 4 and 25. Write these scriptures down. Romans 3, 21 and 28, and Romans 4 and 25. Okay. Today, God's tell, remember I'm reading out of, and I'm reading out of, I'm quoting and reading out of the book by Lori and John Verstigen, the big picture of the Bible. Today, God tells us to stop working for salvation and trust in the work of his son for our justification. Okay, remember I talked about in the last podcast. We need to stop trying to work so hard to be saved. But most people in the church today, they work hard to try to call themselves stand saved. And I know a lot of it is not their fault. They was taught their way. You know, that's what their pastors and other teachers taught them. They have to keep working and do good things and walk this way and talk this way and quote so many scriptures to stay saved. No, your righteousness is like filthy rags into the eyes of God. 
It's the righteousness of Christ, like I said in the last podcast. The righteousness of Christ that make you right in God's ass. When he see you, he see his son, Jesus Christ. He see the sacrifice of what Jesus done. So it's Christ's righteousness. You don't have to work to try to stay saved. You do your works for the fruits that's going to be judged when you're going to be judged on the judgment seat of Christ. You start doing good works after salvation, not to stay saved or not to be saved. Because Christ took care of you, and your goodness means nothing. It's just for the fruits you should be doing anyway to make yourself stronger and to make yourself more uh, more workable in God's sight that he could use you more and you have uh, a better crown or some better fruits or some better, some better a, a better way that God can know your position in the heavenly places where we'll be going in the heavens, okay? I hope you understood that. Okay, quoting. This is scriptures, Romans 4 and 5. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness, so it's not by your works. Like I just said, it's not by what you do. You are, are counted righteous in God's eyes because of the death, burial, and resurrection of what Jesus has done. You are considered righteous. You are considered justified. You are reconciled back to God. You're going to be glorified with Christ in the heavenly places. We are already sitting in the heavenly places spiritually with Christ right now. But our bodies are still down here, so we already got a position in heaven. You know, the Bible does not say much about heaven or how the heaven looks. Now, I know people think that heaven is the pearly gates. Is the streets of gold. Now, this is going to be surprising to some people, shocking to others. They think heaven is the pearly gates, the streets of gold, and all that angels with uh, wings and they chubby babies with wings and different things like that. They think of heaven in the book of Revelation like that's heaven. But really, that actually, that is not heaven. No, that's the kingdom of heaven that's going to be on earth. Okay, you probably never heard this before, but that's the kingdom on earth. That's the heavenly places for Israel and the proselytes and the Gentiles that's going to come in. The different Gentile nations going to come into the kingdom of heaven where Jesus is going to rule as the king of kings, Lord of lords, during after the tribulation. Okay, or during the thousand year tribulation, that's the kingdom of heaven. Okay, that's the pearly verse and the thing you see and explain how that's going to look and all that, the lion with the lamb and different things like that. It is true, but it's not heaven and the third heaven and the heavenly places where the church is, the body of Christ is going to be at. It's the kingdom of heaven on earth for Israel, where the 12 tribes is going to be at, and where Peter and his 12 apostles are going to rule over them. Okay, it's the, that's the confusion in the church today. They think the kingdom of heaven on earth is heaven, but the Bible does not. And explain heaven a lot. He gave glimpses of what the heavenly places are like. You know, we're going to be with the angels. We're going to be judging the angels, okay? According to uh, Paul's teachings, okay? The heavenly places is not the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is not the heavenly places. The kingdom of heaven came down from heaven, but we're going to be going up in the heavenly places. We're going to dwell with Christ as our Savior, as our head in the heavenly places, while Israel and their church. And the nations, the Gentile nations and the proselytes, they're going to be down here in the kingdom on earth. They will be going, they will have the law wrote in their hearts and everything. So they will live a perfect life because they won't have to go, go through the book of the law no more. The, uh, the law of God is going to, he's going to write it in their hearts so they're going to automatically obey him. But we're going to have our, 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 our supernatural bodies and the heavenly places, they're going to have their new renewed bodies on earth. That's another teaching. You got to get into that teaching. I will I'll be happy to get into that. Okay. Okay, back to reading. True faith today then would be manifested. Manifest, that word manifest means come to light or made known. I like to use the term made known. So today, faith today then would be made known by resting in the shed blood of Christ. That's faith today. We believe in the shed blood of Christ. And that alone for justification, we're justified in God's eyes. So adding works of any kind, like water baptism, committing your life to Christ, walking an aisle, keeping the law, and repeated confessions of sins. It's a waste of time because Christ de dealt with that already. To the work of Christ in order to obtain forgiveness or salvation is a denial that his work is enough. It is not faith in God's good news in this age of grace. Okay. I know I read that in the last iPod. Not, I mean, not iPod. Listen to me. The last uh, podcast. And I have to go over that again before I get into ages to come, which I'm going to do in the next podcast. I just 
put a little more time on salvation because I just felt in my spirit. Now, I'm not the type to say, God told me this and the Holy Spirit told me to go this way, but the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, do unto you for salvation. Do unto you to be the reconciler of salvation. We are the reconcilers. We're the one, we are our ambassadors, so we should have a hunger a hunger in us for people to be saved. That's what God called us today. Not the Great Commission, like for uh, the 12 in Israel, but reconciliation, ambassadors of Christ. It's the call for the body of Christ, the church today. So remember that, please, if you're listening and you're not saved, or if you have doubts about your salvation, go to 1 Corinthians 15, 3-4. 1 Corinthians 15, 3-4. Get saved. You know, that's an old way of saying it. Get saved. And when you're saved, you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit, you don't have to keep begging for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes within you the moment you get saved. So don't be worried about no lightning or nothing hitting you or you speaking in these crazy languages that got nothing to do with your salvation. I know that's what a lot of teachers in certain churches teaches because I was brought up in a church like that. That has nothing that you're not going to, nine times out of ten, you ain't going to feel nothing. It has nothing to do with what you feel. It's about your belief. So the problem in salvation, like I said earlier, is not salvation. Because how to be saved is easy. The hard part is your unbelief. Let me say that again. Being saved, how to be saved is easy. But the hard part is your unbelief. Because you can say, you can can just say, "I, I believe Jesus died and rose again. And still, you're going to hell because you never believed in your heart. So it's not a lip confession. It's not a lip service. It's a heart thing. It's a faith thing. God moves your faith can only move God, not your lip service. Okay? So God bless you all. Peace out. Grace be with you. Leave a message. Give me a feedback. And I'll get back with y'all on the next podcast. Grace and peace out. Bye-bye. Hey, hello, this is Joseph Browley. I was just thinking, uh, you know, sometimes, you, I was, well, the, other, the last few months, or I could even say close to a year, my body's been feeling kind of down, you know, physically. And when you're kind of physically down in your body, not so much ailments, but you feel tired and you feel lethargic and whatnot like that, you know. You say, man, I got to start eating better. I got to go on a diet. I got to do this. And then, you know, you just you take care of those things. Well, anyway, you know, I, the sluggishness I've been feeling, I've been trying to make up with that with vitamins uh, this year. I got, a, you know, vitamin B complex and vitamin C and I'm ordering vitamin D. And K, you know, to make my body feel better physically. I know I got to work on my weight, so I'm going to go on this diet called a keto diet, you know, so I can just drop 25 to 30 pounds, you know, to get down to a certain size anyway, because I know I'm too heavy. And those things, you know, you feel good about, you feel upbeat, you, you, you feel like, wow, this is a challenge, you know, this is something, man, I can't wait to do. And uh, you, you pursue those things because you have a certain urgency and the need that, you know, if you don't do it, uh, there could be complications in your body, your your physical health, your mental health, and then things like that, you know. So you just go and pursue it and you have a hunger to pursue it. Well, the reason I'm telling this short story is because it's the same with studying the Bible. It's the same with studying the Word of God. You could be weak spiritually. You could have be reading the Bible, but at the same time, you're not concentrating, you know. Or you could be listening to a certain minister that you're crazy about, or not say crazy about, but you love listening to that, or her teaching is and different things, or whatever she's teaching about, or he's teaching about. But something in India will tell you, I need to be fed spiritually. I need some truth. So how is that going to happen? I got to have some hunger for it. Well, that's the thing about the Bible. Before you get a hunger for it, you got to learn how to study. And then that study brings a a certain type of passion. A certain type of passion that you're going to have to pursue to study the Word of God and find out what the Word of God is saying. Well, what I'm trying to get to now is I'm uh, doing this podcast now. This is the, the... the, uh, the third introduction installment on this podcast about connecting the dots and uh, you know rightly diverted, dividing the word of truth 
2 Timothy 2.15. Uh, you'll find that in. And the thing about this is we have to be serious about studying the God's word and searching for truth in God's word for spiritual spiritual healing even more than physical healing. Yes, uh, the Bible talks about uh, physical healing. Uh, it, it does much goodness, but, you know, spiritual healing is nothing like it. It's not, it doesn't say it exactly that way, but it's, it's the scripture that says that. Well, anyway, you know, that's what I'm pursuing now, not only physically, but spiritually. And I've been doing this for years for us spiritually, but sometimes you can go back and everything like that, and, you know, you can slack up. Well, right now, that's what I wanted to get through before I even start this, uh, this short podcast of my introduction to this book I read now called The Bible, The Big Picture. The Bible, The Big Picture. And I'm reading uh, certain excerpts from uh, the authors, uh, John and Lori Verstigen. But I want, I want you all to understand why I'm doing this, because of I want to get God's word out there. I want to get his truth out there. I hear a lot of misconceptions, and don't get me wrong, I was brought up in a certain church, and you know, I was brought up in a way that whatever the pastor said and uh, whatever was taught, it was uh, written in stone, you know, and that was it. I never done my own search until years later. So that's what I'm doing now. And I want the ones that's listening to me, whoever's, whoever's listening to me, it doesn't matter. But hopefully you're a believer because it's really just for believers. You know, if you're not saved, you can listen as well, but you will not get as much fruit until you get that spiritual quickening, the spiritual awakening that comes with being saved. You know, believe in the gospel. So, you know, I just wanted to get that through and everything. We, we need some spiritual Awakening, and I know I need more myself. Now, people might hear me say, <coughs> "Excuse me," use this concept, rightly dividing the word of truth, and uh, I will explain that later in uh, uh, later podcasts and everything. Maybe even a study on that about rightly dividing the word of truth. But I just want to go back to my book. This book just wrote by Lori and John Verstigen, uh, "The Bible: The Big Picture," and I'm just going to read this uh this verse these chapters you know this context about rightly dividing the word of truth and it goes like this seeing how where you fit into the outworking of God's plan is vital because while all the Bible is for us listen to this while all the Bible is for us it is not to us. Now, if you hear a lot of paper moving, excuse me, uh, that's me just moving pages. So, excuse me. This is a very unedited podcast. And I like to keep it that way sometimes because it's real. And it is not all of us, but the Bible is not to us. Let me read this again. All the Bible is for us. It is not all to us, nor is it all about us. We cannot open the Bible and apply any and all verses to ourselves. Let me read that again. We cannot open the Bible and apply any and all verses to ourselves. We can't apply everything about the Bible to ourselves. And I'm going to get into further in that in further detail in a longer podcast. But that's that's very important to remember. And so going, for example, many passages command animal sacrifices. Obviously, no Christian would teach that we should offer animal sacrifices today. We must distinguish between verses that apply today and verses that do not. Let me read that again. We must distinguish between verses that apply today and verses that do not. We might rightly divide the word of truth, which will be found in 2 Timothy 2 and 15. Understanding the big picture is what this book is all about. And God's twofold plan will help us do this. Okay. Understanding the big picture and God's twofold plan would help us do this. We need to understand rightly dividing. We need to understand what part of the Bible is for us, which is the body of Christ, and what part of the Bible is for Israel. Now, you probably never heard that before, but it is two different plans that God has for Israel and the church, the body of Christ today, they are not the same. You probably say, really? Yes, really, they are not the same. I'm not going to get deeply into that. But rightly un- dividing the word of truth is very important. We have to rightly divide. We don't, we're not rightly dividing truth from error. Let me say that again. We're not rightly dividing truth from error from the Bible, but it's from truth from the Bible, 
from truth from the Bible. We, we rightly dividing truth from truth. Because all the Bible is true, but we must rightly divide it and find out what's true for us and what's true for Israel. Us meaning the ones that believe it's in the body of Christ. Others for Israel, the kingdom of heaven. One is for the earth and one is for the heavens. And we'll get into that later. But I just wanted to get through that and just let y'all know in this opening of uh, my introduction in the Bible, the big picture, so much in this is very interesting. So if you're listening or whatever, just just keep just hang in there and stay with me and you'll understand how to understand. You understand how to read the Bible and study the Bible better for the future for yourselves. Thank you for listening. And remember, I would like a lot of some feedback. Give me some feedback. I got a message uh, 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 tapped into my link that you can send any type of messages. You have any questions, uh, any uh, kind of thoughts or uh, how you can help me out or not financially. I'm not looking for that. But a little advice that knows uh, how to rightly divide the word of God or you just want questions and on different subjects. Just give me a feedback and, you know, just tell me what you think about the podcast is just beginning. So don't be ashamed. I love to have some feedback on this podcast. So uh, just remember that God is on the throne. God is our savior in the form of Jesus Christ. We must rightly divide the word of truth. You'll find it in 2 Timothy 2 and 15. We must do that. We must understand God's purpose between prophecy and mystery. You probably don't understand that, but I'll teach on that later, getting deeper in the book. And not only that, you know, I have some information on that myself, which is the word of God. And I'm going to be bringing scriptures and verses to verify what I'm saying. So you won't just think it's me. Like I said earlier, I want you to understand the Bible because as I teach, I learn. Let me say that again. As I teach, I learn myself. So just stay tuned. You know, I'm going to have a lot of things that's coming out of this book. And any subjects you want to talk about, just leave me a message. You know, we'll, we'll get into it. And I promise I will find the verses and we, if I can. I don't know everything, but I will find the verses that can help you out and also help myself. I'm learning as you're learning. Don't forget that I'm learning as you're learning. So just keep that in mind. Rightly dividing the word of truth and my introductions and introduction, excuse me, to the Bible, the big picture, how to connect the dots. God bless you. Grace, may God's grace and peace be with you all. Amen. Bye-bye. Love you all.